When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks, and oh boy, am I tired today. That's a rhetorical question. Don't answer it. The answer is, of course, yes. Yes, I am tired. Children have made me tired, but that's not why you came here. Uh, You came here to listen to Desert Island Dicks, and today on Desert Island Dicks, we've got Toussaint Douglas. He's a very funny man. I recommend you check him out online, but not before you've listened to this podcast, because all the evidence of his funniness is right here, just waiting for you to stuff it into your ears. So uh, let's do that. Just before, though, quickly, a reminder that you can always send in the people and things you hate to us to include including our spin-off podcast, Compact Dicks, so you can get in touch, dickspod.com slash contact, and you can get in touch on Instagram and Twitter at dickspod. But hey, listen, you've turned up, you've done a good thing today by choosing to download and listen to this podcast. Why not take the love a little bit further? Why stop at the foreplay? Let's go all the way. I would like you to subscribe to this podcast, please. And then I'd like you to go one further and leave us a rating and a review, you know, just like the cigarette after the intercourse. Um, Look, you don't have to smoke, and this is fast becoming a disgusting analogy, but look, let's just leave it and just say, it would be nice if you give us a little rating and a review. It's useful. You know, if you don't want to, that's fine. But if you do, I'm going to think more of you. And um, I suppose it depends how hungry for my approval you are. But, you know, let's just see, shall we? I'm tired. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. These are just sounds right now but look when I recorded this podcast I was less tired and I made more sense and Tucson Douglas made even more sense and that's why I'm going to shut up now and let you listen to Desert Island Dicks with Tucson Douglas Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Toussaint Douglas. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming along. I say thanks for coming along. We're both at home. Everyone knows how this works. So. I, I am in my kitchen as we speak. The kitchen office. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sitting on my bed. So, uh, yeah. Both uh, visions of domestic bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I can see on your fridge you've got uh, various small kitchen utensils, like magnets. They're like tiny fish slices. Yeah, we've got an. We've got an. I can give you a little tour. Um, we've got the Vincent Van Gogh sunflowers because mm-hmm. you know we like to let everyone who frequents our fridge know that we're very cultured here. Yeah. Um, we've got. <laughs> there's one from Ramsgate because um, obviously we're you know I'm, I'm very well travelled uh, clearly. <laughs> That one's got meerkats on it as well. I'm not quite sure hmm. what meerkats have to do with Ramsgate, but I guess they just need a hook yeah. um, uh, to make people go there. And uh, then there's one a very lovely uh, heart, a knitted um, love heart, which says, I love you on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was from my girlfriend. 
um, that, that she she spelt the U in I love you with just the letter U um, and, and has missed out the Y and the O, um, which I think is a little bit shoddy, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I love you, but I don't want to take too much time over this relationship. Yeah, it's like, what, are, are we like, you know, 15 year olds in the early 2000s? <laughs> I don't know, it was a bit, you know, which I learned is not the first thing you should um, say to your girlfriend when she gives you a nip in the heart <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Uh, maybe the fifth thing, but not the not the first. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe in there's the heat of passion when she's making this love heart, you know, it's just it's easy to sort of get carried away and, and forget a couple of letters. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least I think just having the U is probably better than just having like the Y and then just not bothering to finish, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, she, she's a um, a person of, of very few words. Oh, well, that's fine. Speaks in her actions instead. Exactly. And how do we find you today? How are you feeling? Are you sort of in a in a good mood for slagging off people and things? Or? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty pretty buoyant. Um, I've had I've had uh, my my tea and toast, so um, I'm well fueled for for some slagging off action. Good. Um, I mean, I I I'm someone who I don't get worked up like that that easily mm. but i'm more kind of a nitpicker it's more like just small little things will bother me but then i just forget about them so like this was kind of i had to really think about okay what do who would i you know what do i really dislike and stuff like that so it's quite a good exercise for me actually okay cool well well it'll be interesting to see your choices then um or rather hear them because of this being an audio format um cool well let's go straight into it then um who's going to be your first choice joining you on the island so my first choice um is the queen um queen. i picked the yeah. queen not because not like for anything like recent events obviously no kind of recent uh, you know events with the, the passing of um prince philip and all that kind of stuff like that or because mm. i'm some kind of like massive um abolish the monarchy kind of raving Republican, but just because I purely picked the Queen, just because I couldn't think of anyone um, more different from me. Mm. Like we come from completely different worlds, so I, I feel like we'd have absolutely nothing in common uh, stranded on a desert island, and it and it it'd, it'd be like a really bad sitcom from the eighties. <laughs> You know, it's like the the Queen and the comedian. It just it just, it just would be terrible. Yeah, because I've I mean I've heard reports that apparently she's got quite a dry sense of humour. But I mean, a dry sense of humour for the Queen is probably just because it's so unexpected. Anything she says that's slightly sarcastic, you go oh Queen. But I mean, in normal people terms, you know, she is still sort of like yeah. what a ninety year old, very very posh woman. So I think like. There's probably not going to be that much overlap in comedy, is there? Exactly. And I feel just like, you know, obviously straight away, uh, the Queen would, you know, she'd be trying to claim the island mm. as a British colony, right? Yeah. And say she's the ruler, which would be super awkward because it'd be just the two of us. You know, like when there's an island full of people uh, like Britain, you don't notice so much the whole kind of archaic power dynamic bit about having a royal family yeah. you know like they're the rulers you're the subjects but when it's just two of you that's gonna be a bit weird isn't it like all of a sudden it's lesser oh isn't this a nice kind of patriotic thing and more of a dom sub relationship <laughs> you know like you you need you need a you need, you need a minimum number of people to make the monarch the whole monarchy thing not weird mm. and two people is is not enough like when it's just two of you you're not a royal subject anymore. You're just her sub. 
Yeah, yeah. There'd be this weird kind of dynamic in in our kind of island relationship, which I'm not entirely sure uh, I'd be very comfortable with. Yeah, definitely, because even if you strip away all the sort of aristocracy and the fact that she's the queen, she's still a very old woman, so she's going to need a lot of looking after as well. So you're already in a subordinate position. And then, yeah, as, as you sort of allude to, it's like, if you're within the setting... You know, if you went to Buckingham Palace for some reason and you're surrounded by sort of, you know, people telling you what to do and where to sort of bow and everything, it'd kind of be all right. But yeah, just the two of you, like, she's not going to be able to shake off the fact that she's been the queen for most of her life. Well, ex- exactly. That's it. You know, she she almost certainly would insist on, on all the royal etiquette still taking place, yeah. which, you know, you know, like, it's just two of us. And I'd be like, you know, Liz, what, what would you like for dinner? She'd be like... No, no, no. It's your majesty. And I'd be like, okay, what would you like for dinner? Your majesty. We've got roasted coconuts or grilled coconuts. You know what I mean? It'd just be, it'd just, it'd just be weird. It'd just be kind of, and you know, instead of kind of like, I know myself as well. Like I'm so like, I'm not like a confrontational Mm. person. So instead of like going, doing the sensible thing, it's going that, that I think we kind of need to really, probably do away with the whole monarchy thing you know on the island because it doesn't really work i i would just i know i know for a fact that um i would just turn into this sort of like baldrick like figure where where i'd just be like i'm sorry your majesty i couldn't get the 1400 parading soldiers 200 (laughs) horses and 400 musicians you asked for but i did manage to find this family of macau monkeys and have trained them to stand in a line while you inspect them (laughs) You know, as, as, she, as she kind of makes her way down the line of monkeys, like as a mark of respect. Yeah, yeah. And what do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, and, and what do you do, Mister Macau Monkey? You know, because she's going by this point, she's definitely going a little bit slightly kind of senile. So she, she's just yeah. seeing soldiers. You know, she's seeing these little monkeys mm. with their coconut hats and stuff like that. Yeah. And all the monkeys would, as a mark of respect, you know, the monkeys would be trained, obviously. Uh, to start lobbing shit, um, their shit at her. Um, you know, kind of like a gun salute, but less lethal and with more yeah. feces. Um, <laughs> I, I imagine it would be... I just think it would... Um, it, I just think the monarchy uh, on a desert island, the monarchy as a concept, uh, just wouldn't work on mm. a desert island. That, that's, what it, that's what I think. No. It's funny, because, yeah, like, I'm sort of fairly indifferent about the monarchy. Like, I don't really, I wouldn't miss it if it was gone, but I also don't really mind it too much. Until then, you think back, like, the reason they exist is because, you know, hundreds of years ago, people thought that they had a divine right to govern. Like, this family were actually chosen by God to be more special than everyone else. And at that point, you're like, yeah, this is stupid today. It doesn't make any sense. You know, like, I'm not saying, like, kick them out now. But, you know, maybe let's stop paying for everything, you know. But I think if you've just, if all you've ever known is that, like, it's like, you know, like, maybe our grandparents' generation, they might not be, like, particularly kind of set on kind of custom and routine, but they definitely prefer to be called Mrs. or Mr. rather than just by their first name. Like, little sort of things like that. And they're just normal people, you know. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's just kind of... Um... I think even just from a practical perspective, it's kind of like, well, for a start, I don't know how on the desert island uh, we're going to be able to afford the monarchy. With Mm. with there only being two of us on the island and the fact that the island's economy 
and monetary system consists entirely of coconuts. Uh, I just there's there's absolutely no way we're going to be able to afford the however kind of hundreds of millions uh, um, you know it costs to, to to keep Liz going. So and, and you know as you say as you said she, she's she, I think she's like ninety four now, mm. and everyone's like oh like isn't it it's amazing like how kind of like healthy you know she is like what's what's her secret it's like uh i think living in a palace probably helps you know what yeah. i mean like i, th- I think have, i think having royal chefs cook all your meals is probably like a really great way of like living a very good healthy life and there's going to be none of that on the dessert like, i'll do my best yeah. i'll do my best yeah. for, for queen and country but i'm working with coconuts essentially <laughs> do you know what i mean there's only so coconut curry coconut rice mm. washed down with some coconut milk or coconut water and maybe just maybe we might be able to rustle up some kind of coconut sorbet but she's not <laughs> getting the, the the liver pate that she is accustomed to yeah. and the finger sandwiches and the you know on the and the scones and the cakes there's not gonna be none of that so i, I anticipate that uh, with all those uh, royal comforts uh, mm. no longer present and as well as her advancing years that um, she will likely go um, senile uh, at some point and then that in itself is just you know it's going to be quite awkward yeah. isn't it because she'll yeah. kind of start asking where her corgis are and I won't have the heart to tell her because I don't like confrontation that we ate them two months ago yeah. when we started running out of food it's just difficult conversations yeah. like that, which I'm ill-equipped to handle and uh, would dread uh, being on a desert island with her, essentially. Well, I think I think all your, your reasoning is sound and uh, I absolutely agree with you. Well, let's see who else is going to join you on the island and maybe that will kind of grease the wheels and make it a little bit easier, but probably not. But who's going to be joining you? I mean, it's almost certainly not. This, this second edition, if anything, um, raises the level of... Uh, just terribleness uh, <laughs> even even more uh it's my dad right okay. <laughs> after that it does i feel really bad <laughs> um uh I, I have to say up top uh I, I mean he's not gonna listen he takes no interest at all in my career <laughs> uh or life um that's why he's going on the island um, but, um up, up top i have to say i've got nothing against uh, uh douglas senior uh, he, he uh, by all accounts, is a, a perfectly adequate uh, man uh, and um, parent. Uh, he did everything to an adequate level. Uh, I'm still alive, so he did his job, I guess, in that respect. Um, and, you know, he made sure we didn't go without and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he, he wasn't a neglectful parent. Mm. Uh, he's a good egg, but he's quite possibly... Um, the reason why I put him on the island... Um, is that he's quite possibly even more awkward than I am, <laughs> which is uh, a massive feat. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, to paint a picture, he's a very academically um, intelligent guy. Uh, he went to NYU um, and then he did a PhD at Yale in computer programming and went to work for IBM. Um, but he's got absolutely no social skills. Um, so if you, if you need your computer fixed, he's your man. Um, but if you're a 12 year old who wanted a hug, not so much. Um, so, <laughs> so, so it's funny because it's true and it's very painful. And uh, so that, that's why I've, that's why I've nominated my dad um, to to join me on the desert island because I just think it would be so awkward. Um, 
it'd just be it'd just be because neither of us are like massive talkers so mm. i imagine our stay on the island would be just would consist of long stretches of silence uh punctuated by the occasional wholly inept attempts by him at like father-son bonding <laughs> Uh, um, whereas normal conversation goes to, go tos like wouldn't work anymore. Yeah. Normally, he just kind of he starts a conversation with like, okay, so do you need money? Um, <laughs> and I'd be like, well, no, Dad, we're we're on a desert island, both literally and emotionally. Um, so I just need your love, if if that's if that's possible. Um, and he would end the conversation quite quickly, as, as lots of dads do with. Well, it sounds like you're doing well, um, and th- and that would be it. I wouldn't hear from him for another six months, despite the, despite the fact that we live on the same desert, desert island, yeah. um, and, and it would, it would oh, be very man. uncomfortable. And I suppose, like, yeah, I think the thing is, though, even if you're sort of comfortable with your your existing relationship as it, or you've come to terms with your relationship here in the real world in London, you know, then when you get to the desert island, there's probably going to be a part of you going, maybe this is the catalyst for change we need, but like you're also just the same people it's like naive to think that anything's suddenly going to change just because you're on a desert island exactly if if anything um being on a desert island is less conducive to having a healthy relationship uh with my father mm. um because we're we're both going to be you know likely fatigued um stressed starved it's just not you know no one's going to want to kind of like you know chat about our feelings and 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 how much we do indeed actually love each other you know it's, that's not that's not the conversation that's going to take place on a desert island um so i feel like it, it's it's not the right conditions if if, if if it hasn't happened you know or in a, in a normal setting it's definitely not going to happen uh, when we're stranded on a desert island because you know yeah. I mean? sometimes people say things like you know when when there's like a relationship that's maybe on the rocks a bit people are like oh you know like maybe you should get away together like have some time off you know like you know make some time for each other and it's like getting away with a partner puts a lot of stress on a relationship sometimes when it's a good relationship you know it's like having to survive like hand to mouth on a desert island after a plane crash i mean you can be getting on pretty fucking well with someone who, who you know you're related to and that's still going to really stretch it to breaking point but i mean you know plus you're looking after the queen as well <laughs> yeah exactly and it's also like with certain people going away isn't like that's almost they use that as like um a diversionary tactic like almost in a way like so i've i've been on holiday with my mm. dad um and uh like he took me to the easter island which i think is like the most remote kind of mm. island off the like maybe off the coast or something because it's off the coast of chile and i think it's a very remote kind of island to get yeah. to obviously, with the, the big head statues and stuff like that and it was really kind of emblematic of our relationship you know in terms of how remote he is from from me and he's taking me to this remote island where we just spent the whole time just looking at essentially the same stone head about a hundred times over and not once talking about anything else (laughs) (laughs) that was my dad's idea of kind of bonding so i i can't imagine i can't imagine that um there's going to be any breakthroughs on a desert island with 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 this man uh if i'm if i'm being completely honest i'll give you like to give you an example um i've started doing this thing 
So I, I have realised that, you know, because for quite a period of time and stuff like that, that we lived, we lived kind of apart, like in different in different countries. So he kind of mm. lived in America, and I, I lived over here um, in the UK and stuff like that. So there are there there's quite a significant period of time where, you know, physically we weren't like that close, like geographically and mm. all that kind of stuff. So I've started trying to make a, an effort, a very small effort, to like get to know him a bit more and stuff like that because he's getting on a little bit. So I'll 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 send him like a. Uh, a text every day i said i'm gonna i'm gonna like text him every day for like a year um and ask him a question almost like every day which is quite actually it's quite annoying to be honest quite <laughs> question but like so the, i thought i'd start easy so this this the second question the second day i was just like um what's your like what's what's your favorite film mm. you know and i thought this would be quite an easy one right and he said he said his favorite film uh, is King Kong and not not the not the 1933 cinematic classic, the 2005 Peter Jackson remake. My dad, my dad said his favorite film of all time, the film he enjoys <laughs> watching more than any other film in the history of films, is the 2005 three hours and 21 minutes wow. Peter Jackson remake of King Kong. And he told me he's, he's watched it five times already this year. Wow, that is Dan. Five times more than I've spoken to my dad this year, <laughs> which means my dad has spent more time with Peter Jackson's King Kong than his own son. Um, uh, it's not even the best Peter Jackson film. Oh, wow. and, it, and it's a long film as well. It's a really long film. And it, it made me kind of realise I'm not even sure I want to get to know this man any <laughs> any better. To be, honest, I, was like, I was like, I don't. I, if this is his favorite film, I just don't know if I, I, I don't know if I want to know any more about him. And I definitely don't oh, want to be stuck amazing. on a stranded island with him because, you know, it's just he's obviously got really bad taste in films. <laughs> and I was wondering, is like, is, is, like, you know, do I have? Is it genetic? Like, do I have crap taste in films because of him? Because I did really, I did really like the Last Jedi a lot more than most people seem to, and I wondered if that's because of him. Uh, I don't know. I just think, I don't know. To be fair, I give the Star Wars films quite a, a large sort of uh, room for My error. Birth. No, I mean I, I really enjoy them, but uh, because okay. I enjoy them, I'll let them get away with murder. So a lot of people are like slagging them off and picking apart the plot details, right? It's a silly film. For... You're just like, look at the look at the pretty swords. Yes, yeah, it's in space. <laughs> I haven't seen one of these for ages. It's Christmas. It's great. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. I don't mind. Like, yeah, yeah. cut them some slack. It's always been a bit ropey. The dialogue, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just think this sounds like a perfect thing. I mean, I I don't want to sort of get too much into this sort of dynamic between the two of you, but I just think it 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 just sounds like it's going to be quite awkward. I don't think the Queen's going to be great at small talk. I mean, obviously, she's going to be good at trained small talk, where it's like she mm. kind of goes, okay, and what do you do? Do you enjoy yeah, it? Yeah. How old are you? Got yeah, nothing else, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, um, like I, so I work with a lot of radio presenters, and they can be the same. They're so used to speaking to callers. You'll sort of speak to them in the corridor, and they're like, how are you doing? What did you get up to last night? Great. Have a good weekend. And it's like real, like, I'm not a listener. Come on, like, speak to yeah, me like a normal yeah, yeah. person. I'm your, I'm, like, we've known each other for five years. I'm your work colleague. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's the same thing. So I think between the two of them, you're not going to be getting a whole lot of chat. It's already sounding pretty horrific, isn't it? Because we're like, you know, picture, we're sitting around the campfire. Uh, to my left is the queen um, walking her corgis, which at this point are just two coconuts <laughs> tied to a piece of string. 
Uh, and to my right is my dad talking for the like 1,000th time about how King Kong was misunderstood. And I'm like, it's a film about a 100-foot tall gorilla. Why can't you say I love you, son? And um, so, yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's already sounding like a fever dream, um, which I really want to wake up from. Oh, I think this is amazing. Great. Okay, well, who's going to be the third person joining the three of you on the island? Um, so immediately, kind of when I was you know, briefed on what, you know, what this was and stuff. I had to pick three people. I thought of um, something that happened in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like 2016, like all round was quite a weird year, right? Like it was was like this year full of like unbridled optimism, like Obama went to like made a historic visit to Cuba. Uh, Like the, the Iran nuclear deal had been signed the year before. And like in 2016, like a US lifted sanctions. So it felt like maybe we weren't going to blow each, all each other up and stuff like that. Mm. Um, But then there was like this, like a lot of loss as well. Right. Like Mm. we lost Bowie. uh, We lost Prince, David Guest, just a lot of like (laughs) really important people. Uh, uh, So fast forward to 20th of December. Um, and I, I, I kind of make this really uncharacteristic, uh, impulsive decision to spend Christmas alone in, in New Orleans. Mm. Um, I think it was, I was having some kind of crisis, uh, maybe brought on by my dad's, uh, uh lack of showing of love for me. Uh, I don't know. Um, but so I booked the flights, um, and an Airbnb and I fly out there on the, on the 22nd of December. Um, and I, I have an absolute, I, I had an amazing time. Like it was just one of the best things I've ever done. Like, you know, did all the tourist things. Like, I went on a steamboat, um, down the Mississippi, like I hung out in the French quarter and like listened to like jazz. Um, and the place I stayed was like, re- like so lovely. Like, um, you know, I just had my own, like, you know, uh, bedroom suite, it's private bathroom, the host whose place it was, um, she was really lovely she was like an older lady who lived there as well mm. and she um like took me out for lunch on my first day which was like well above and beyond kind of what you know you expect from an airbnb host like one night um she uh took me to this place called the rock and bowl uh for like a zydeco night as like a date um which was a little bit weird so i did i did feel a little bit like um julia roberts from pretty woman <laughs> Um, but I had like a really great time anyway. So the trip ended, um, I come back and as you do, when you use like Airbnb, I was prompted to leave a review. Um, so th- this is, this is, I just want to read this out. Cause I think this kind of gets to the heart of everything. This is verbatim. Um, <laughs> this is so bad. This is verbatim the review that I, I left. Um, so I said, <clears throat> Joe was a wonderful host, uh, especially for a solo traveler. She went above and beyond to make my stay special, including by making me coffee, inviting me to dinner with her friends and taking me out for dessert. Her home is very beautiful, just like in the photos. And then uh, after all that, I go, four stars. It didn't even cross my mind at, at how much of a douchebag at the, that that move that was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, what like what would have been five stars? Like, oh, I would have been five, but it was instant, not fresh. So, <laughs> I just, I just, it was just such a like, it's such a horrible thing to, like, you know, it was, I, I I just don't understand mm. what I was thinking at the time to have, <laughs> um, 
to have not given her five stars because it was oh, it's, you read the review and you're like well this is a five yeah. star review and then at the end <laughs> I kind of like I'm almost like gaslighting her with like four stars and she'll never know why yeah well she so I so I I, I posted the review uh, and then mm. forgot all about it and then a couple of days later she messages me on Airbnb uh about the review and it's not this is the worst part of all she wasn't at, she wasn't even angry which she had every right to be she was just confused she yeah. was like she, she was just like like we like it's just like we well like we you know because from her perspective it's like well we've had a great few days together mm. um we've got on like a house on fire um you've you've left this glowing review and then you've trashed me with the stars. Like she was, her, her message was literally like, "Is everything okay?" Because she was like, it was so. And that's literally when the penny dropped. Like, oh my god, I'm such a bellend. Like I'm like I'm an absolute douchebag. Like I don't know. Like I was giving out like four star reviews. Like I'm Mark Comode. Like I don't like. I did, it didn't even cross my mind. Like to to like just not be like that was that wasn't okay do you know what i mean so i mean so now for the so we're saying it's like this specific version of you at this time the the you that left the four stars yeah that part of your psyche is the one joining you on the island i mean there's only there's only one person that deserves to be marooned uh on a desert island and that's 2016 me 100 (laughs) i can't think of anyone worse i'd want to be stuck on a desert island with uh, then 2016 me um, because clearly they're just so up there are you know I, I was just so up my own ass mm. at that time um, you know and it just it just be a nightmare yeah you know, I'd be critiquing everything I'd be like well this you know this shelter uh, isn't waterproof three stars uh, like, you know like, it's sleeping under the stars really nice beautiful sandy beaches uh but just coconuts two stars you know i'd just be like you know those reviews <laughs> yeah. you, you people leave about like the great wall of china like it was just a really long wall one star yeah i'd be like that kind of person it's just like not not what you want on desert island is it it's funny though isn't it like with the stars thing because it's like I almost don't know what leaving two and four stars are for. Like, because, like, with this podcast, you know, we get some really good reviews and it'll be like a five star. Get the odd four star one where they might say, oh, I get a bit bored of this. And then you're like, okay, fine. But then, like, we've had ones where it's like a really, like, just an awful review, but they've still left it two stars. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's like a terrible review that you've given us. Like, you know, go, oh, this woke prick banging on about whatever or whatever they were it's always people calling me woke is the trouble and um which is weird when you do a podcast just like slating people but um yeah and then i'm like well i don't want you to give us one star but i don't understand what i'm what i'm scoring points with you for doing you know so it definitely makes you wonder more doesn't it yeah yeah well you get those reviews where it's like um, you find them on Amazon and stuff where they it's like four stars, but then you read the review and they've like trashed it, or it's like one star, but it's like a really glowing review, mm. and you're like, what is? I don't. I, is this trolling? I don't. I don't yeah. understand. Like, mm. what's going on here? But it's also like most of us, like you're not a you're not a critic. Yeah. Like, you're not a you're not an like. What is it? <laughs> just give five stars. Just stop being a prick. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and now I just give five stars for every like everything. Yeah. Like, I just don't because it's just like it's not. What's the you know? Yeah. It's not that much of a big deal. Just it's not that hard to you just 
it's just being nice, isn't it? I think it's just being nice. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the thing was, there were there were actually consequences to me giving her four stars, which I hadn't anticipated. So she 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 said like, because she was a super host on mm. Airbnb, which I think is just like ridiculously kind of, you know, hard thing to obtain. You have to do so much mm. and stuff like that. And she said, and it felt so bad. She's like, because you gave me four stars that had contributed me to losing my super host <laughs> status. No. I don't know how true this is. I don't know if one four star can do it, but it's just like, I've lost my, and I, and I was like, oh my oh, God. Man. At first I was like, wow, the power. But then I was like, oh my God. With gr- <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a Peter Parker Spider-Man. It was like, with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm clearly not responsible enough to handle the power of a of a star review so i was like i i was just i i went to bits i was like i am so sorry because in my head i was like four stars that's a great review yeah. I, was, if I was like some kind of jay rayner crick like four stars from me oh, you've got to be happy with that like <laughs> why like but by, by the by i've never like it was such a nice house it's not even like i live in a nice house i'm from lewisham it was probably the nicest house <laughs> i've ever been to and i'm still like what would have given it the extra star like if it had a lobby like if the house had a lobby like if it had gym facilities like, it's a house not a not a hotel it was just a ridiculously um arsehole thing of me to have done yeah. and it was a real um it was a real kind of game changer. I'm not saying I'm not still an arsehole sometimes because I almost certainly am, but not not in that respect. I will I will I will be very generous with stars now. It yeah. was a learning moment. Yeah, right. It was, a, it was a learning moment for me. Yeah. I just love the idea. Like you're stuck on the island. You've got your dad and the queen. Neither of whom you're getting on with that well. And then it's you, and you're like, oh, you know, I get on with myself. I've got the same sense of humour as myself. You know, I've got great stories with <laughs> yeah. myself. But then every night you'd go to sleep, you're like, oh, that was a great chat I had with me. But was it a five-star one? Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> like, wake up in the morning and be like, did, did he enjoy that as much as I did? Or the other you just sowing seeds of doubt constantly. The thing is, like, so I think, um, uh, I think... The, the 2016 me and the Queen would actually get on quite well on Desert Island because we both have just like really unrealistic expectations of how the world works. <laughs> like the Queen um, believing God chose her <laughs> and thus she is not bound by earthly doctrine. Uh, <laughs> and um, 2016 me, at that time I'd, I was just starting comedy. So I was an open mic comedian of little distinction um, believing my comedy is like avant-garde <laughs> and that's not bound by the need for laughs. So there's a lot of, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like kind of synergy um, that we're different and yet remarkably similar in our delusions. Um, uh, 2016, me and the queen and stuff like that. So I think, um, I think we'd probably get on quite well on, on the island and it should make it unbearable for, yeah. for present day me. Yeah. It'd just be like a nightmare having to contend with two very delusional and likely very unfunny people um uh, which 2016 me was by the way uh very unfunny open mic comedian uh doing stuff i had had this bit i used to do with um (laughs) where i'd I'd go on stage and kind of um like like act like as a character like an american rapper Mm. Uh, 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 but then I would do stuff like with like hip hop giraffes with like my hands. <laughs> anyway, the bit lasted like three minutes, 
Um, uh, and uh, if you weren't on board, it, it, you would, it was tough. It was a three-minute bit, essentially. Um, and uh, I thought it was, you know, it was very bold, risky comedy, but um, it was just bad. Um, so, <laughs> so that person would be on the island. Um, uh, which is a nightmare. Fair enough. Well, I think your uh, your reasoning and your your choices are, are very sound. I think it's all <laughs> lining up to be a, a horrific place to stay. So uh, let's let's change it up from people a bit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately mm. for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? So um, food is a uh, choice. It's probably a bit of a weird one. It's very specific, but it's it pertains to um, a tub of butter mm. uh, that I once uh, encountered in, in my fridge, um, which smelt faintly of onion <laughs> just just ever so faintly it was just i just have a, a whiff almost imperceptible whiff of onion uh and not cooked onion which i might have been on board with like i actually mm. like cooked onions but raw onion uh it was just there you know you you, you open the the, the 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 tub and you just got the ever so faintest whiff and then it, it but you, you weren't sure because it was so kind of subtle that you're like okay well i don't maybe i'm just da, 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 something's <laughs> going on here so I, I took a bit uh and uh it didn't hit you on the tongue straight away um which in many ways was worse uh, on your toes because at first everything seemed fine and then just as you're enjoying <laughs> that lovely buttery taste wham you just got this bit of raw onion coming through on your palate <laughs> Um, and it was it was awful. It was it was a it was, it was a violating experience because um, mm. I hadn't consented to to onion butter. Uh, it looked <laughs> just like butter, um, which is what I which is what I had uh, in, got on board for. Uh, yeah. And in fact, and it, what what had come to be what we'd found out later is that someone had used some of it for for cooking mm. and had carelessly lodged a bit of the, a bit of raw onion within the butter mm. it was actually somehow it was it was kind of in the actual butter itself so it didn't come to light until it was excavated several days later so it was several days where this really bit of raw onion through. was just permeating through the butter um i can't i don't know if people at home are probably listening is going this isn't a big deal but i can't stress enough how unpleasant an ordeal it really was that <laughs> onion butter um so that would be yeah, uh, just horrific on the island. It's like, yeah, I've had similar things where, like, I think, yeah, the last couple of days, like, I could cut up some apple for my son, and I realised, like, I'd sort of just picked up a knife. I was just tired and just picked up a knife off the side and did it, and it's like, oh, I did actually use this knife to cook dinner with, and it's like, this apple is a bit savoury tasting. It's the same sort of thing. Because <laughs> he's four, he doesn't really care that much. But I was like, is this okay? This is a bit weird. Oh, he seems to be quiet. This is all right. But yeah, it's that sort of, yeah, some things like... That's such a dad, that's such a dad approach. Like, ah, oh, he's, 
He's not dead, is he? He's all, he'll be all right. He'll be okay. Yeah. I'll well, serve him some onion apple. He's, he's, he'll be all right. This makes me sound awful, but I know, like, <laughs> as you get older, you know, like, you get more fussy about stuff. Like, so we both, yeah. me and my son both love apples, but obviously I'm more fussy. Like, if I know that there's some apples that I've just bought and are beautifully crisp and there's some that have been there a couple of days, like, he's just going to eat them all sliced up, you know, probably whilst he's in the bath or something. He's not really caring. So sometimes I'm like, actually, I'm going to give him the, I'm going to keep the crisp one so I can have a really nice big bite, you know? And but I know that is also awful. Like, really, I should be saving him, like, the crispest, choicest love. You know, I should be, like, eating the flowery shit ones myself. I mean, essentially, but, you what know... you're saying is you've, you've, you, you've got a son. You, you've participated in the act of procreation <laughs> to have a, a, a human uh, waste disposal bin at, at your disposal as and when you want it, essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, but it works both ways because the amount of, like, his leftovers that I have to eat, you know, that's all been all mashed up and played with and yeah, cold, yeah. you know. So, like, you know, it's it, it works both ways, you know. So It balances out. Yeah, exactly. Out. And, I mean, talking of waste disposal, my other son, you know, he's a baby, so he's just sick on me all the time. So... You know, I mean, I made it to three through three T-shirts by 11 in the morning yesterday. So, I mean, you know, oh, God, like, we're all victims great. in this scenario in different ways. You know, <laughs> like, it's like a real cycle of abuse. You know, <laughs> like, no, there are no winners in my house. You know, that's not how it's not I how mean, I run, you're, my, you're, run you're, my brood. You're really selling parenthood to me. Um, yeah. My girlfriend's yeah. given us a deadline of, of three years. To, okay. uh, she, she's a planner, my girl. She really likes to plan out a relationship. Mm. She said, we're, having, we're going to have a baby in three years. So mm. um, from everything you've said, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, I mean, I know I'm going on a tangent here, but I've had this uh, before where people have kind of gone at work. You know, there's three of three people that I sat with. We're all dads and we're all sort of complaining. And the other person who wasn't a dad was like, you put me off having kids completely because all I hear is the bad shit. And I was like, well... Mm. I could sit here and tell you all the good stuff and show you pictures of my delightful children on my phone all the time, but then I would be fucking unbearable. But what I do need to do is occasionally just open the steam valve a little bit and just like, you know, just yeah, the pressure yeah. valve, just let off a bit of steam about like how how difficult my night was. And then I can go about my daily, you know, like, I already then know. you can just function as a normal person. Yeah, because yeah. I already know my children are beautiful and I love them beyond compare. But, you know, I don't, I don't love them more by telling people that, but I do hate them less by by getting off the bad stuff <laughs> off my chest. You know, so it's sort of I think that's why you hear parents being so miserable all the time. But anyway, my kids aside, onion butter, I get it. You're on the island, you think, okay, at least we got them butter and, and I'm I'm imagining it, you know, they're gonna be in like little single service kind of plain food butter sachets. Mm. So every time you think maybe this one will be okay. And then just yeah, you get that is. you get that hit of onion just coming in. Yeah, I mean it's bad enough that that's the only food you've got is butter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, calorifically it's probably quite good. You know, it's just like you just gives you calories. But mm. on an island, having butter that tastes of onions, I think that's absolutely horrific. So I think it's a good choice. I think there's just there's a there's a time and a place for onions, right? Mm. Like you know, onions perfectly valid food food choice in in certain circumstances um you know on, a, on you know you might have fried onions on a hot dog great but in butter on its own no mm. uh, and on a desert island definitely not what you want yeah yeah you know i mean yeah i think onions as well there's something that like you put them in almost every bit of cooking you do you know like so many dishes start with an onion and yet 
on their own are like almost inedible. Mm. It's such a weird thing. They're kind of all or nothing at once. But I think it's a very good choice. And what, what are you going to try and wash your onion butter down with? So this one um, is a little bit left field because it's not a drink per se, um, mm-hmm. but it's something that you do drink. Um, so I, I put down um, like noodle juice. Noodle juice. You know, like kind of like like ramen, like the broth in a ramen and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's yeah. got like I and it's not because uh, I don't like the taste. It's because I don't like what it does to me. You know what I mean? Like I've not figured out how to um uh, how to consume the ramen broth uh and maintain any sort of dignity like okay. I'm, it's like it's like crack to me you know that kind of umami oh yeah, I savory love um kind of meaty richness like mm. it's just like crack i'm just like slurping it all down it, it doesn't even have to be like a nice ramen broth it could be just a packet of noodles with the with the kind of juice you get in that you know like a cheap packet of noodles i'll just be like absolutely slurping the bowl and um i just feel like on a desert island obviously you need kind of hydration Mm. and this kind of um salty beverage (laughs) is going to make you more thirsty than before you'd actually had it i mean which is not what you want well so yeah i'm i'm absolutely on board with this because when you said it i was like like noodles are one of my favorite foods like i i just had noodles for lunch before we started talking and i was thinking I love that, like bowl to the mouth, like drink it all down and you've had a yeah, good bowl yeah. of noodle soup. I love it. But yeah, you're, it always puts me in this position where I'm so full, it feels like I'm full up to my neck and I'm also so thirsty that I just, without thinking, down a pint of water and I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. And, you know, I'm 39 in a couple of months and I haven't learned my lesson yet. And I don't think I ever will because it's like, oh, I'm so full of liquid. Oh, God, I'm so thirsty. Fuck. Why do I always do this to myself? And and that on a desert island is just, oh, man, so uncomfortable. I just, I just imagine it being like some kind of like, you know, like Dante's Inferno kind of never ending purgatory situation where you're presented with like a bowl of like ramen noodles with broth. And you're like, this is amazing. You drink it. And then you're like so salty that you need something to drink. And then there's another ramen noodles with broth. So you drink that and it leaves you more kind of parched. And you th- So you're just endlessly consuming broth juice um, <laughs> to try and quench your thirst. That will never be quenched mm. in, in, a, in a never-ending cycle of uh, umami hell. And yeah, and because it is so sort of like Moorish and umami, like even when you know that you, you should leave the rest of it, it like five minutes later it's like oh yeah i'll just yeah. have a bit more it really calls yeah. you back i it's, i think this is mad i think i remember me and my friend at uni really like putting lots of soy sauce on things and i think one night when we were drunk he was like have you ever just tried like drinking like not a shot but like a cap full of it just to see what it's oh, like God. and it is horrendous 30 seconds later your body wants it again like and you're because it's just like it's too much it's disgusting but then you're like it's just like that umami you're kind of going oh but i kind of i need that back again you know it's like that weird (laughs) rich saltiness so even when you're like i need to to feel that again yeah even when you're like alive exactly like right this time i'm not going to make that mistake of pouring out all the broth i just need to feel something (laughs) my my dad doesn't love me i've just got umami (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, I think that's a good choice. Uh, yeah, uh, you've really won me round on that. I thought, oh, I could definitely drink this forever, but no, this, this absolutely makes sense. Yeah, fair choice. Okay, now, fortunately, you won't be without mm. entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your mm. least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? I'd expect nothing less from this experience so far that it would be those two things. Um, in terms of uh, the, the film I, w- I would dread um, having to watch over and over again on the island, um, it would be La La Land. Okay. Um, uh, and not it's not really because of the film itself. It's more because of what the film says about me and what I'd have to confront whilst watching it repeatedly on the island. Um, I actually quite, I actually enjoy the film. Cards on the table. I'll be completely honest. I I I love the film. Um, uh, It's the weirdest thing because I know I know objectively it's not like the best film ever. Um, I think Mm. Emma Stone is amazing in it. Um, Ryan Gosling is Ryan Gosling. Yep. Um, He just does Ryan Gosling in every film. Um, Hundred percent can't sing. Uh, It's basically Drive with musical numbers (laughs) from, from his perspective. Um, uh, uh, but the problem it's not the film um, it's its me because La La Land is, is, a, is a musical about musicals isn't it it's kind of like kind of pays homage mm. to kind of those, those old old school musicals but I hate musicals because I just I, I've, I don't, I've not liked any any musicals I've ever been to or any I've ever seen um, I find it's like too much of a kind of suspension of like disbelief. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I've lived in Lewisham almost all my life, um, and not once on Lewisham High Street has a group of strangers started clicking their fingers, <laughs> kind of in unison, and then burst into an elaborate like song and dance mm. number about how great Lewisham Market is. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just ne- it just doesn't happen. But I love La La Land. Like absolutely love it. Like my like my girlfriend. It's it's one of the few times where she looks looked at me with disgust um at, at how much how like like just like so sexually turned off at how much <laughs> i was enjoying la la land more than her <laughs> one of those times where she claims to be all for like modern kind of you know gender roles blah, blah, blah. but really she was like i can't believe you're enjoying this way more than me like this is not great um <laughs> so the fact that i love la la land but hate musicals or thought mm. i did it's, it's it, i think on the island it would make me question everything i've ever thought and felt like did i really hate that time when an ex-girlfriend forced me to go see les mis with her and her parents because at the time i thought it was excruciating like at the time i felt like some it was like some kind of enhanced interrogation technique Mm. you know i mean i would have confessed to absolutely anything (laughs) uh just to make them stop singing the word dream over and over again um but now i'm thinking maybe the musical wasn't the problem uh, maybe it was just my distinct lack of emotional maturity um, and relationship phobia. Mm. So, so I think La La Land. Um, I think it'd just be a, it would be a horrible experience for me on the island. Yeah, I see. I I haven't seen it because I sort of maybe I would like it too because I don't really like musicals that much. And my wife was actually watching it the other day, and I don't know. I think. I probably am just really biased against it because, you know, I have no problem about like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. You know, I mm. think they're both fine. 
I'm not that keen on music, but it's not like a musical all the way through. I mean, it's not sort of like, I don't know, it seems to have more of a plot from what I can pick up than some. Yeah, it's got, I mean, it's quite a by numbers story, kind of, you know, girl meets boy, boy meets girl, da 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 da. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's quite formulaic, but there's just, it does, it, it really nails the formula that makes sense yeah. you know what i mean like it does everything in the formula i i think to a very like high standard um mm. and just it, yeah i think it's just a like really well executed but it's the guy who i'm never going to pronounce his last name right but the director damien chazelle or i can't remember quite what his name is but he did um whiplash did you ever see that one, okay. one with the drums yeah yeah which was mm. just an amazing incredible film so it's not like you know the they know what they're doing. Everyone who made the film knows what they're doing and stuff. Mm. Um, it's just the fact that it really made me start to not trust every, like, just, it was like, I had like an existential crisis. I can't explain it. Mm. So I'm just like, I hate musicals. Why do I love yeah. La La Land? It just didn't make any sense whatsoever. Cause it's a musical about yeah. musicals. Like, I don't like musicals. And then I was like, I can't trust anything I've ever thought and felt like, <laughs> ever like do you know what i mean it's just it's yeah, just like totally. it's a really disorientating kind of feeling um and an example of how i overthink everything way too much um <laughs> <laughs> and then also just thinking about it i guess this could be a real bone of contention between you and the 2016 version of you because i think mm. is la la land more recent than that because maybe the old you is looking down on you just going what you shouldn't be liking this film you know but uh, oh actually God, you do so and true. then you've got to get into it let me just look it up like tw- oh 2016 so it was it oh my yeah God. so it might it just i guess it depends when it came out i mean there yeah, might be yeah. overlap you might have just got there by a couple of months so you might have that in common but just again a potential a potential cause for concern maybe you saw it on a you know an american release when you were in new orleans yeah you know or maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe you didn't i saw quite, it on the plane on the yeah. plane back or something or maybe you mean? didn't quite catch it so but there's all kinds of problems there you know and then maybe you're sort of walking around humming the song and the queen's like well if you like that maybe you'd like the, these old tunes from my era <laughs> yeah. to, you can't tell her no because she's the queen you don't upset her saying oh no i'm not interested liz you know your dad doesn't seem from what you've said like the kind of guy who's going to be on board with it no i mean i think it i i hate that word but i feel like it would be quite problematic um to express a, a kind of um uh, like for musicals in front of the queen because she obviously likes musicals but like she wouldn't be liking like the modern kind like la la land mm. she'd be liking more like the 1950s ones which you know were slightly kind of like a bit dodgy you know it'd be like mm. a desert island like a musical on a desert island, a tropical island and like the the native characters would be a little bit like caricatured and you know <laughs> she'd want us to like act out a musical and i'd have to play like all the native parts it'd just be like it'd be a little <laughs> bit like oh i don't really feel comfortable about this i'm not yeah. sure I, i'm not sure i really want to put on an accent like do i have to do the accent like, <laughs> yes one does need to do the accent i'm like oh god <laughs> um but a job's a job uh <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it it give me like kind of um massive self-tape vibes you know like yeah. oh god when you read the script and you're like oh no okay and what what would you listen to then when you're not listening to the the soundtrack from la la land right so um i've i've chosen uh seven days by craig david of course um, yes 
Uh, I, I'm, and I have to say this, I'm a big Craig David fan. And I, I have been from day one. A lot of people turned their back on Craig uh, and then they came back, you know, recently and they're like, oh, Craig's, you know, he's like cool again. But I was always yeah. team Craig. Do you know what I mean? From the start. But I just feel with this, a song like Seven, it's not, the thing with Seven Days is, it's not really a song. Uh, it's a story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's got no kind of um, repeat play value. Like yeah. w- once you've heard it once, okay, yeah, cool. We get it. You, you, you met a girl on Monday. You took her for a drink on Tuesday. By Wednesday, by all accounts, you're having a great time. Uh, <laughs> and then you chilled Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I don't need to hear it again. Like I don't mm. want to, you know, that that's done. It's done. Yeah. There's a story. Technically, it's good. It's got a beginning Monday, got a middle Wednesday got an ending Sunday uh, maybe it could do with a bit more character development we don't know much about the woman's motivations in this story you know what was it uh, about Craig that she was attracted to um, mm. you know was she on the rebound is that why she hung out with him Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday like did yeah. she see something in Craig's chat because <laughs> at one point he calls her a cinnamon queen which a little bit cringe yeah um, you know so we don't know much about her but um, as a song, it's not one that I'm going to want to hear every day on the island. Do you know what I mean? Mainly because I can't do any of those things on desert island. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I think it's sort of song that, like, I remember it being in the charts and being everywhere for a while. And like, but where do you listen to it? I suppose it's just sort of like a listen at home kind of number because it's not like something you'd play out, you know, and dance to that much. Um, but what I found weird when I was sort of thinking about this song is like at the beginning, he seems to be because normally you'd sort of go, oh, you've got a, you're seeing that girl. What happened there? And you go, oh, yeah, I met her last week. You know, I went for a drink. But you wouldn't like detail it. Like you said, you know, it's like you wouldn't sort yeah, of break yeah. it down into such specifics. But I think he's quite obsessed with time because at the beginning <laughs> it says, where was it? Uh, um on my yeah, way yeah, to it, see it my... Must have, it must have been about quarter past three. must like, have been okay, about quarter right. past I did, three. I, did, I didn't really ask what time it was, but all right, fair, fair play on yeah. the details. Then <laughs> she asked me for the time. I said it would cost her name, a six-digit number, and a date with me tomorrow at nine. So already, like, you know, it's like, he's obsessed. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I know it, because it was about quarter past three. Um, and then she yeah. wanted to know the time. And then so now it's maybe that's what like, they... they you know that was their bond he's like that's so funny because i just looked at my watch and noticed it was a quarter past three so i'm happy to tell you obviously there are some conditions you know uh i'd like to take (laughs) you out but hopefully that'll be a pleasurable experience for both of us so so that's i I like to think that anyone who asks craig david for the time he just wants to take him out like if if you ask if you ask craig david oh sorry mate have you just got the time look i do but it costs you a, a drink, a drink with me tonight. And you're like, okay, all right, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> but that's just his thing. He's just he like he just turned on by like time and chronology. Yeah. So if anyone shows an interest in any of that, he's like, you're for me. I I want to I want to go for a drink with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he does specify the time. He says tomorrow at nine as well. So, um, so that's good. I, there's but there's quite weird lyrics in this when when I sort of delve deeper. There's like again he says it again. Nine was the time because I'll be getting mine, and she was looking fine, smooth talker. She told me she'd love to unfold me all night long. I loved the way she kicked it from the front to the back. She flipped it. So I'm just like 
unfold you all night long and then front to back i'm just like imagining her just like flipping him around the bedroom and just kind of like i don't know yeah. just like what's going to unfold you is like what what we're what we, what are we are we talking laundry here or what's going on exactly like what, who, what yeah. why have we started talking about clothes yeah it's very strange but i think what's happened here is that He's used one of those like rhyming dictionaries, and he's like, "Okay, I need something to rhyme with." Da, da, da. Unfold, right? Yeah, that works. I yeah. can use that. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. It's one of those songs that I think because it's so easy to remember. I remember it sort of was. It had like a lot of instant parodies at the time when it was released. Because it would be like mm. late nineties or early noughties, and you know, because it's quite easy to make a parody of like, oh, what was he doing on this day? Oh, you just chilled on Sunday. Also, I kind of think so. You've just met someone. You're in the throes of passion. It's quite weird to not have sex on that extra day, like just to relax on Sunday, unless he's like, I mean you know just really fervently religious and it's sort of like a you know like a well no but that's church day i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to be bumping uglies on a church day i mean that's just ridiculous <laughs> because it just seems like well you know you met her you've got got together fair enough sex 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 not mm. on sunday and but and then it, it but does no, make... but it was it was sex on one day and then not on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, so it was four. It was one day of sex, four days of chilling, which like so he needed four days of rest after that one day of of, of lovemaking. Which yeah. if it was all day, maybe, but we don't know how long the session was, what level of effort or uh, activity yeah. he put into said performance. So when we, it's hard for us to, as a listener, judge just how warranted four days of uh, chillaxing was on the back of one day of lovemaking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If anything, he's left out quite a few key details at, at a crucial part mm. um, of the story. Maybe maybe he could clarify with a follow-up. Yeah, very specific about certain points, like time, and yeah. then not so yeah. much about others at all. But, but, but oddly, not specific about mm. his lovemaking yeah. prowess or skills. Yeah. Not not willing to go into details on, yeah. on whether you know he gyrates or yeah. thrusts. Although I've always felt, I've always wondered if like the amount of bragging that R and B and stars and rappers do about their lovemaking prowess, I always wondered if it puts an undue amount of pressure on them. Yeah, yeah. You know, like so maybe that's his angle because he's like, okay, look, I'm comfortable in bed with women, but if like you know, like some songs are pretty raunchy and they're just like you know, like I'm gonna sort of do this to you, you know, you're gonna be climaxing all night long because you know I'm gonna yeah, do this yeah, and that, yeah. and then when it comes down to it. The groupies are going to expect quite a lot. And I just wonder, maybe he's playing a safer game of just hanging back, keeping some yeah. in reserve, and then they're pleasantly surprised rather than like, oh, I mean, that was that was yeah. that thorough sex. I mean, like, eight out of ten. But am I kind of expecting more from, from reading your lyrics? Um, so maybe it's a canny move. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's like, hey, look, I, I, I did warn you. I did say I need four days rest afterwards. <laughs> so that was part of the... It was in the yeah. song. I did include that as part of the deal yeah. that I need four days of doing nothing after any kind of lovemaking. I didn't specify how much or how yeah. long. It could be a minute. It could be an hour. I need four days. So that was the deal. I didn't know it was for the cleanup, though, Craig. I didn't know you were into that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's a song that is just, you know, it's catchy, it sticks in your head and you're going to be on the island. You, it's sort of the sort of song you just end up adapting to yourself, like, you know, got some coconuts on Monday, you know, put them on the fire on Tuesday, you know, talking to the Queen on Wednesday. It's just you couldn't help it. 
and it would just it would just infect your your island it would just be everywhere for for a while so yeah i think it's a yeah. fair choice okay <laughs> now uh finally the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals mm. which animal is it and why there was there was only one one choice um for this uh, I've, I've mentioned this animal <laughs> quite a few times in ver- various um uh, things but it would have to be uh my girlfriend's cat sam okay um uh because he's just a terrible animal <laughs> what's it what's this awful an awful animal we don't get on what are his main uh awful traits <laughs> um that he has um what what my girlfriend was told by the 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 the, the, the shelter the rescue shelter as psychological diarrhea um which basically amounts to that there's nothing physically wrong with him uh he just shits everywhere. Oh man! Um, essentially, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's not, you know, it's not ideal. And you know, I, do I want that on a desert island? Do you know what I mean? Just, just cat shit everywhere. Mm. Um, he just because he, he's not going to know, is it? He's not going to be able to distinguish between a litter box and just sand everywhere. He's going to think the whole island is litter box. Yeah, he's going right? to be having a whale of a so time. So he's just going to be shitting everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not ideal. I mean, I have, I have a similar thing. My cat is incredibly furry and sheds a lot, like an insane. Even in winter, he's always just like shedding hair all the time. So he gets hairballs, and like there's time when like you hear him do that cat sick noise when they're getting ready for it, and their whole body is like working like bellows to try and get it yeah. out. And there's only like a tiny amount of time where you can like. The worst is if you hear it when you're in bed and you're like, I am asleep, but I know that I'm either going to have to like get up now and try and like catch him before he does it, or I'm going to have to tread in it in the night when yeah. I've forgotten about it. But uh, I sort of feel bad about it because, you know, I, obviously it's probably unpleasant for him to do. But when I do, like last night, I heard him doing it and I managed to catch him and just throw him out the front door before any got in the house. And it was such a moment of like... <laughs> Just feeling a bit guilty, but also so pleased with myself that I was like, yes. I mean, you know, poor Hercules, he's outside probably feeling awful. Like, why have they just hurled me out the front door? But at the same time, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's vulnerable. one less bodily fluid I have to clean up in my house today, you know. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, if I mean, in in the sort of pecking order of cat cat. Um, mm. deposits. Mm. I think poo trumps sick, definitely. I mean, 100%. Um, well, there's also just a bit of, you know, there's a bit of history between us, between me and Sam. Um, we, we haven't had the easiest of relationships. Mm. Um, there, there's quite a bit of animosity, mainly on his side, which sounds, I know how that sounds. It sounds very weird to accuse a cat of um, starting starting beef but he, he really did just start on me you know what i mean he he, he, ne- he was never happy with the, our, our relationship um i think he clearly felt like kind of threatened by uh my relationship with with my girlfriend he probably didn't think i'd last very long mm. which is you know was a fair fair <laughs> assumption um he thought i would i wouldn't be sticking around i have um uh, fuck you sam <laughs> and uh uh, so so yeah, he just he he started doing this thing where like if I walked into a room, he would walk out, and it was like so passive aggressive. Yeah. It was just like yeah, 
fuck, fuck this guy. He just walk out the just walk out the room. It's like, did you see that? And she's like, oh no, he's just he's like he definitely walked out when I walked in. There's no <laughs> no other reason um, for it. So I think on the island there'd just be this kind of like tension yeah. between us. You know what I mean? Because we obviously we know each other. Um, you know, we both kind of have a relationship uh, with with my with with my girlfriend with the same person. Obviously, mine. Uh, sexual, his platonic, I believe. I don't, I don't think anything's going on there, um, in in that way. But <laughs> I just, yeah, I just think like we'd, it, it'd just be a bit like, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't really get on, mm. but there'd be like an atmosphere on the island between us, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, and I think yeah, probably though that being the only memory of, I mean, the only, you know, it's like a physical reminder of your relationship that you know obviously your girlfriend's not there with you although you're going to hate this animal and it's pissed you off for a long time it is also like a souvenir of your life together so you are going to feel quite responsible for it i think even though it hates you and has no problem with showing you that all the time yeah exactly do you know what i mean like, i just think um as uh, also as a kid like it's, it's not an animal that it's going to really serve much use mm. on on the desert island like there's nothing like what is what's 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 the cat gonna do yeah there's no mice absolutely no there's no not gonna kind of there's no pests it's not gonna be able to do anything you know for for, for the uh survival of of, of us on the island so yeah. just another mouth to feed <laughs> um yeah i just think it's not really bringing much to the table apart from um a lot of feces essentially, which is a health hazard, if anything. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think, you know, I think it's a, a, a great uh, finale to what has been a very strong selection of, <laughs> of people and things. Um, so, you know, I, I applaud you for your uh, your efforts in uh, coming up with this list today. So uh, thank you very much for that. And it's just been a, it's been a pleasure sort of working these out with you. So, so thank you again. Thank you very much. Um, now, obviously, you know, we're in a position now where things are starting to kind of open up a little bit now and mm. uh you know maybe able to make some future plans is there anything in the pipeline we should know about or where's the best place to sort of keep up to date with what you're up to um so i'm uh i, I make kind of like silly little videos and stuff like that kind of obviously during this time and stuff you know a lot of you know for large parts of it everything's kind of been shut down and obviously as a comedian that means you know with everything else you know there's not been opportunity to kind of do what you know, my first mm. kind of love is, which is stand up, this kind of thing that I, you know, I really love and, um, and enjoy doing and stuff. So I just started making kind of silly videos, um, mainly in my bedroom with the green screen and stuff like that. So you can, um, check those out. If you've got a bit of time, I've got my own, uh, sketch show, uh, imaginatively, imaginatively titled the Tucson Douglas show, uh, on, mm. on YouTube. If you just type in Tucson Douglas, um, you should be able to find those. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Tucson underscore gram. Uh, and if you if you fancy any hot takes on on the on the hot topics of the day, um, I can be found uh, tweeting absolute nonsense um, on Twitter as well um, under Tucson underscore X. Um, so yeah, nice one. All right, great. Well, thank you very much for joining us again on Desert Island Dicks today, mate. Thank you very much for having me, Dan. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.